You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. What is a prophet is the title of this devotion. And I believe in prophets throughout Scripture, but also in our day. And I am thankful that God would give prophets to us today to light up the way by the prophetic utterances of God's will and heart. And here it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7, To each one grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And he himself, verse 11, gave some to be apostles and some prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. We'll talk about later this week. But he gave some to be prophets. Now, Jeremiah is somebody who we all know as the weeping prophet, phenomenal prophet. Oh, I love him. I can't wait to meet him in heaven. And it says here in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Is it possible? I don't think it's just possible. I think it is the Father knowing the end from the beginning, calling things that are not as though they are, who, like he said of Abram, you are the father of many nations, when for the large part of his life, the first hundred years of his life, he could not have any children according to God's will. And yet he's called a father. God calls somebody from before he's formed in the womb to what he's predestined them in his service when often that is not visible for quite some time. For Abraham, we know, it was not visible in the natural what he was in the spirit. It. I personally think that is a beautiful aspect of the divinity of God, that God speaks it and then fulfills it by His Spirit. What He has spoken, He fulfills by His Spirit. So God says here, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, set you apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then I, then said I, Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that in the natural, the very thing that we would think we need to be what God's called us to be, often we don't have. You take a man like Oral Roberts, who had a horrific stuttering problem. And Jesus met him, and when he could preach like, like a house of fire. Smith Wigglesworth, people that are, it, 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 have only passed away in, in not too many years ago. 
had a terrible stuttering problem and could not preach because of his stuttering and yet became one of the great apostles of faith. God is able to make you, enable you, empower you to be what he's called you to be. And that is fundamental to the calling that God has to make you. And he has to form you. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Oh, I believe in the divinity of God's touch upon our lives to enable us. I live by that day and night, that faith that the Father enables me. Absolutely. So the Lord says, do not say I'm a youth. Do not say I can't speak. Say God enables me. You have to really watch what you say about yourself to not be in opposition to the will of God for your life. You have to so harmonize by His Spirit and His Word in you with what He plans for you. You have to harmonize. You have to walk in that spirit of faith that you begin to believe in your heart and say with your mouth what God's plan is for your life. And that is an important message to us today. And then... I want you to see something. The Lord said to him, to Jeremiah in verse 10, See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. I'm giving you the authority to do what comes along with your calling and gift as a prophet. I'm not saying that every prophet has this similar duty. I do believe it is part of the prophetic duty to enable you to do these things. That doesn't mean that that's the only thing you do. Here is the main thing that a prophet makes a prophet here. God, number one, makes you, calls you what he has predestined you to, puts his word into your mouth, and then look at this. Moreover, verse 11, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. And the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. A prophet was called a seer. And that's why I personally believe and this has been my personal experience, that we really have to dedicate our eyes to the Lord and that the natural eyes, which reflect the spirit of man, the Bible says the eyes are the reflection of the spirit of man, that, that we keep our hearts ever ready to his word, to his word coming in or coming out and that we live in that ever readiness. If you have need to prepare yourself, Smith Wigglesworth said, you've backslid. You have to live in readiness. Be ready in season and out of season, Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy. And it's so important that we live in that readiness. And here we see one of the qualifications for true readiness 
in chapter 7 of Jeremiah in verse 25 through 27. Listen to it. Jeremiah 7. Since the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt until this day, I have even sent to you all my servants, the prophets, here comes, daily rising up early and sending them. Daily rising up early and sending them. Listen now. Yet they did not obey me or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck. They did worse than their fathers. Therefore you shall speak all these words to them, but they will not obey you. You shall also call to them, but they will not answer you. Number one, to live in readiness means you got to start getting up early and give your first part of the day to God. By reading his word, by looking at it as he said to Joshua, do not let it depart out of your eyes in chapter 1 verse 5. You have to, of Joshua, you have to look at the word and read it. You have to keep reading the word, which is the true spirit of prophecy. There is no New Testament or Old Testament true spirit of prophecy apart from the scripture. And we have to really know this, that all inspired preaching has to come from the word. And yes, we can speak in contemporary measure to the things of today, but the fundamental nature by which you have that prophetic knowing must come from the Word. Listen to this. This is Revelations chapter 19, verse 10. And I'll read from the Classic Amplified. Um the testimony born by Jesus. Listen, the testimony born by Jesus. Worship God for the substance, essence of the truth revealed by Jesus is the spirit of all prophecy, the vital breath, the inspiration of all inspired preaching and interpretation of the divine will and purpose, including both mine and yours. It is... The um, truth revealed by Jesus is the spirit of all prophecy, the vital breath of it. You, you have to rise early, read the word, and have that consistent, constant revelation of the word and the spirit thereof through Jesus Christ. It is through Christ the scriptures are opened up to us. It is through Christ we gain understanding of the true script of the true spirit of the word because he is the word. And you know that. He is the true word. Then we go to 2 Chronicles chapter 36. And I want you to see this is also saying actually in relation to Jeremiah in chapter 36 verse 15. And the Lord God of, your, of their fathers sent warning to them by his messengers, here it comes again, rising up early and sending them because he had compassion on his people and on the dwelling place. Verse 16. But they mocked the messengers of God, despised his words, 
and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people till there was no remedy. My goodness, how important is the prophetic grace. You see the same I read to you there out of Jeremiah 7, verse 25 through 27, that one of the readinesses, one of the essentials to live ready is to rise early. You got to get up early and read the word and worship and pray. Worship and pray. And that the Spirit of Christ is renewed in you. 2 Corinthians 4.16 is renewed in you daily. And your flesh is nourished by that heavenly life. So you connect with the nature of the Spirit to open up the scriptures and open the heart and the mind of God into you consistently to live in that readiness to be able to speak what the Holy Spirit shows you. A prophet is a seer. The Holy Spirit inside of you shows it to you. It is not showing. The Lord doesn't need your natural eyes because God is spirit. He shows it direct to your spirit. While that naturally is hard to understand, for those who live in that reality, they understand. They see it. Not with the natural eyes, but with the spirit. But what you do with your natural eyes does affect your spirit. So... I want to give you the sweetest example that I see here of the prophetic anointing in the New Testament. Okay? Look at Acts chapter 9, verse 10. The title of this devotion, What's a Prophet? Okay? Now there was, verse 10, a certain disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision. So that means he saw something. And then eyes. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tar- Tarsus. For behold, he's praying. Do you see how detailed the Lord is? How matter of fact, go to, to, to Tarsus, to the street called Straight. There's a man called Saul of Tarsus, and he has seen you, a man called Ananias coming to him. Do you, do you see how the Lord is revealing to Paul what he is wanting to do and how he works it all? He's working with Paul. He's working with Ananias. He's bringing it all about. And he says, and in a vision, he has seen a man Ananias coming to him, put his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Now, Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard of this man. I've heard about this man, how much harm he's done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. And the Lord said to him, go. I love how the Lord, how he can help us to not get all muddled up. You will never be much good in the prophetic anointing if you reason everything. You've got to get to that place where you've got to surrender your reasonings to him. I, I find the most powerful way to have the mind of the Lord is to be a white sheet. I know nothing. I know nothing. Truly nothing. And I'm totally at rest. And here it comes. Here it comes. And it comes by the will of the Lord. Our reason gets in the way. And you have reasonings often because you've allowed yourself to be defiled. So there's thoughts and feelings in you that need to get cleansed out by the Spirit and the blood. And the Lord said, go. He is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and all the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, laying his hands on him, said, Brother Saul. Do you see how... 
When you are a true prophet, you live within that kind of obedience. You live within that kind of sensitivity and submission. And I really believe these words are important. Obedience, sensitivity, and submission. You cannot be a prophet without those graces being having demand over your spirit, soul, body, over your whole nature. You got to live in that kind because often the Lord will not show you anything until the, until the very second. I remember I was in, in Houston, Texas, staying at somebody's house and we had had a nice meal and, and we had sweet fellowship and I got up early like I always do. And when I got up early, I said, Lord, I didn't come here just have sweet fellowship. Why am I here, Lord? Why have you got me here? I think that when you live for the purpose of God, then, then you need to stay sensitive to what he may need you for. And that is living ready, I've talked to you about. And the rising early is essential to live ready. Rising early. You read the book of Jeremiah consistently. It says rising early, sending them. So I was praying and praying. And in, within about an hour of worshiping and praying, pop, the gift. I felt them. The, the anointing, the manifestation of the Spirit in me, and this rest, this white sheep came where I know nothing. And I said to the husband and wife there, I said, can we have just a minute before I go to the airport? I'll never forget. She sat here, he sat there, I sat here. And the moment we sit down, the Lord showed me. And this is how he showed me. This scripture came up in me. I looked at her, I said, wow, the Lord says to you, to the lady, how lovely are your feet. And the moment I said that, the presence of Jesus whoom, flooded that place. How simple. The Lord said such a simple thing. How lovely are your feet. They began to weep and weep, both of them. And I said to her, I mean, I'm just following the Lord. I said, can I pray for your feet? She said, please. I know nothing in the natural. I lay hands on those feet. I thank you, Jesus, for these feet and for your power in these feet right now. That all you are doing is happening in these feet. Amen, amen. They were crying and crying and crying. I didn't know what happened. I didn't know what happened. On the way to the airport, the husband said to me, Robert, do you, do you know about my wife's feet? I said, no, brother, I know nothing. He said she was going to the hospital today to have her feet operated on because the bone was pressing through the bottom of her feet and the pain was unbearable. She said, we're going to the hospital, I'll let you know. I flew to Pennsylvania somewhere on my way to New York to preach. And while I was waiting for the next flight, he called me. He said, Robert, we went to the hospital. Everything is perfectly healed. No more pain. She can run, jump, walk, stand without pain. I'm not meaning to boast by any means of myself. None of that I have the power to do. And I know I don't have the power to do it. Jesus is the power of God unto salvation. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same healer, wonderful Savior. Peter says in Acts 3, don't look at me. It's not my virtue or, or godliness that made this or, or power that made this. It was Jesus. Friends, the spirit of prophecy always brings Jesus. Jesus. Like the apostle brings Jesus. The spirit of the prophet brings Jesus. That is the true spirit of prophecy. Jesus said to Ananias. Ananias went in instantly. He said, Brother Saul. He laid hands upon him. Yeah? 
And he says, receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. He received his sight at once, arose and was baptized and so forth. I mean, there were these workings in Ananias. And there you see the spirit of a prophet. Okay, look at, mm, let's go to chapter 21 of Acts because I feel my time is pushing a bit. I'm going on and I, I don't mean to make this too long, but I like this thought here. I like this thought. If you look at chapter 21, verse 8, and on the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. Not everybody who has prophetic graces is a prophet because Paul says, I I wish you all would prophesy. Look at it in um, 1 Corinthians, I think it is. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, right? He says, um, he says, uh, he says, and let's just read from verse uh, 3. He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to man. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues, unless he indeed interprets that the church may receive edification. Paul says, I wish you all prophesy. God wants all of us to have utterance by His Spirit, to speak by the Spirit. That doesn't mean we're all prophets, but we all share in that prophetic grace that is Christ. Christ Himself is the prophet of the New Covenant and the Old Covenant. He is the one. It is through Him that the Lord opens the rich treasuries of knowledge. All of it is hidden in Him. And in chapter 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4, it says, There are diversities of gifts, but it's the same Holy Spirit. Diversity of ministries, but the same Lord we serve. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling compelled to, to read it now, but, but the time is up. Listen to this. He says in verse 4, in um, Classic Amplified. Now, there are distinctions and rarities and dis of distributions, distributions of endowments, gifts, extraordinary power distinguishing certain Christians due to the power of the divine grace operating in their soul by the Holy Spirit. They vary, but the Holy Spirit remains the same. So it's different what works in different people, but the same Holy Spirit. There are distinction and varieties of services and ministrations, but it's the same Lord we all serve. There are distinctive varieties of operation, of working to accomplish things, but it's the same God who inspires and energizes them all in all of us. To all of us is given the Holy Spirit as evidence of spiritual illumination. 
for the good of the profit of all. So all of us have the Holy Spirit, but we don't all have the same graces and same giftings. In verse 27, it says, so then whoever, um, no, no, uh, oh, wrong, wrong chapter, verse 27. Now you collectively are Christ's body, but individually you're members of it and so forth. I, I better leave it because I'm going on too long. What is a prophet? A prophet simply is somebody whom Jesus Christ gives the ability to speak by his spirit things that he wants to make known about something. It can be so simple, folks, and then yet so phenomenally profound. It can restrain something. It can release something. It can open something. It can close something. That prophetic gift has the power to open what others cannot open, to release what others cannot release, to enable what others can't enable. By the Holy Spirit, you can speak to something and because the prophetic grace is there, what you say begins to manifest as you say it. And it can be so profoundly glorious. That's why we desperately need that spirit of the prophet today. And I pray that those who bear that grace will most of all find themselves in Christ, in Christ alone, and that He is the glory of that ministry and not that it has such a, such an, a, a way about it that, that the majority cannot, cannot connect with it. I think that it is so important that we always know that the fundamental calling of anybody who is an apostle or prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher is Jesus Christ. And that we need to be conformed to His image. And, and we are not to be like Jeremiah or Elijah, but to Christ. We're called and predestined to be like Christ. So we need to not try to become like something that makes us feel more infinity to maybe what we feel now. Jesus. Jesus is what God has predestined us all. And in Him, we all receive each other and the graces He works through us. Amen. Have a good day.